Sir, what's your name and where are you calling from? Uh, my name is Whitley Strieber. I'm calling from New York City. I have been waiting for this moment since I was 26 and I just turned 50. So let's just put it that way. If I've been book, waiting since you were 26 and you've just turned 50. What's happened to me? <laughs> you've gotten older and wiser just like I, I let's am. hope something <laughs> something certainly happened well why don't we talk about that a little bit um i i think that's really an important statement you just made because when i read communion back then when i was 26 um, i knew what had happened to me my whole life and i actually wrote you an 11 page letter and it was returned um and upon reading the key recently i thought that there was something really really fascinating in the evolution of Whitley Strieber from that moment when you wrote Communion. And I wanted to ask you, I've been dying to ask you this. Do you feel that you've changed from that time when you wrote Communion till now um, with your experiences and, and Anne as well? Because I know that you guys have been together for so long and I, I feel there's some sort of a, an evolution. Um, how do you feel about that with this whole experience? Well, I was far less informed, of course, about this when it happened to me first. The uh, uh, I, I had no real idea that it could happen. I certainly had a lot of these experiences as a child, but I had buried them. I couldn't remember them at all. Um, and I wasn't really open to this in the sense the idea of some kind of a close encounter of the third kind was like a movie thing for me. It was the thought that it might happen to somebody actually physically happen to somebody was ridiculous. And I've had a great deal of trouble over the years fitting this into my understanding of the way the world works. I'm better at it now than I was, but if you asked me what happened to me, uh, you cannot expect a definite pin-down answer even now. So, but I've had, you know, I my wife was pointing out to the other, me the other day, that I've seen, like, had seen dead people and things ever since she's known me, and I had this close encounter of the third kind and a whole long subsequent group of them, and uh, I, I just have a different way of seeing the world, apparently. Now, that being said, is your idea of what happened to you when you were a child, has that changed? I'm not sure what happened to me when I was a child. Uh, I n know that certain things did because I found the place where I used to go. I used to, I remembered accidentally during hypnosis with Dr. Donald Klein that this had happened to me in childhood. He didn't, he wasn't fishing for that. I wasn't, but my voice had changed and he noticed the change and it had become the voice of a little child. Mm -hmm. And I recounted an episode that had occurred back in uh, 1958. And that led me to remember a specific place I would go to where these episodes would take place, these encounters. Mm -hmm. And I eventually found it. I found the actual ruins of the little benches and stuff that we sat on that were still there. Mm. Um, and then I also found in San Antonio, where this happened, a couple of other people who had had similar experiences, one of whom lived right down the street from me and had remembered vivid memories of these objects, UFOs that would come over our houses. 
during the daylight hours. And I was just amazed by that. I have no memory of this. And he said it used to happen all the time. And so something very unusual was obviously going on back then. That That's quite clear now. And I wrote a book about it called The Secret School, but The Secret School points out that who knows how much of this is just my imagination <laughs> at, at this distance in time and, you know, with the mind of a little child dealing with completely unexpected uh, uh, events and in things that are completely impossible for him to see, who knows? I mean, to understand, who knows what it may have been, what it may have actually been, been like. Right. So, but it's some, certainly something strange happened then, and no question about it, since 1985, a whole lot of strange things have happened. <laughs> I have to say that when I read The Secret School, again, it completely resonated with me, so I really have felt such a camaraderie with you and your experiences, and it, it's definitely come to a different level because my life has been so filled with um, psychic abilities and, and precognition and, and, you know, telepathy and even even more now than ever. And I don't know if you have that same experience. Oh, yeah. I'm much better at this now than I was then. <laughs> it, I, I can turn that on and off pretty much as, as I wish. And I've been having episodes of hearing people thinking yes. lately, which I've found to be fascinating and disturbing because first of all they don't think in words at all mm -hmm. uh and every person's thought patterns i've discovered is, is different is more different than their faces oh, but you you can get a sense of it if you just relax into it you can kind of get a sense of what's going on and eventually very subtle mm -hmm. thought patterns become clear but i feel like it's a kind of intrusion, and um, it sometimes wants to come to me on its own. It's almost like people are wanting this to happen to them. They're wanting to be visited in this way, right. and I, it, I'm not very comfortable with it. So I kind of, kind of try to think about other things when that starts to happen. Exactly, it's almost like an invasion of privacy in a way. Yeah, it's like it's like the ultimate invasion of privacy, and I, you know, I'm not. I wouldn't want to have my privacy invaded that way. Exactly. So I, you know, I'm certainly not going to do it to other people willingly. I totally agree. Whitley, I, I really want to say something about um, your website because it is amazing. And if those of you out there don't know about unknowncountry.com, Whitley, why don't you please explain what it's all about and how they can subscribe? Well, unknowncountry.com started in the year 2000 as a when websites were just starting, and it was sort of an adjunct to the work I was doing on the radio at the time. And then on this September the 11th, 2001, we began to produce news stories on a daily basis. It just came out of kind of the disaster. And that grew and grew until now. It certainly is one of the largest repositories of unusual and anomalous news and also news of the edge of science in the world. Mm -hmm. uh, it has a huge following, it, 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 not as big as it should have, I don't think. I think you're right to tell people about it because loads of people don't know about it. It's quite amazing. Uh, it offers daily news. It has two radio shows, Dreamland and William Henry's Revelations. It has a free message board, a free newsletter, a, uh, a 
a subscriber section with an archive going back to 2004. It's a big operation, big operation. And it is a wonderful thing. I mean, I, I'm very proud of it. And I, my wife has really embraced it. And she's the news editor. And she she's the one responsible for the for the flow of news on the site. And it's quite good. And she often scoops the world with her stuff. Uh, and she's it's a good, solid news. It's not airy-fairy stuff or un founded rumors or hype or anything like that it's real yes it is dreamland is really amazing and and um i heard that you're having a festival coming up in may um why don't you tell us about that well yeah the dreamland festival happens may 18th through 20th in nashville at the scarrett bennett center which is this lovely sort of hogwarts like campus in in nashville it's very pretty and this year we're going to have uh what we call the Dreamland team, which is the people who are frequently on Dreamland, me, Jim Mars, William Henry, and Strieber, and, of course, our amazing science reporter, Linda Moulton Howe. And we have a sort of resident psychic, Marla Fries, who will be there and who is an amazing woman in, in her own regard. And two new presenters, Nick Pope, the British Ministry of Defense UFO expert. Uh, wow. expert. And well, the reason we're having Nick is... As time passes, more and more is declassified, and he can therefore talk about more cases because he signed the Official Secrets Act. So, you know, he's then he's going to talk about an absolutely incredible case that he led the investigation on that's never been disclosed before, but now yeah. can't be. And then we're going to have Raven Dana, who was one of the people who had a direct face-to-face -face encounter at my cabin in upstate New York. So it should be a good festival, and it's a wonderful group of people. It's only 130 seats, though, so it sells out. So if you, so how, you won't how get can anybody buy a ticket for that? Oh, they go to unknowncountry.com, and on the right-hand top of the page, they'll see a link to our store, and they can buy a ticket there. Excellent. Whitley, um, I just want to say again, I'm, I'm completely blown away by um, your presence here, and I really hope everything works out for you with your website and with your conference and any other projects you're working on, any future books you're writing. And I would hope sometime that maybe you would want to be on my show, Random Alien Brain Droppings. Okay, we'll have to arrange a time. I would love that. Yeah. And please it. give our best to Anne. And um, again, thank you for calling and have a wonderful day, okay? Thanks very much, Suzanne. Thank you.